Welcome back, everyone. We're here with PDA, Stefan Prince. I'm Michael Dunn, Jake and Anderson. Genuinely, I thought he was going to whisper again. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, no, lots of sports happening right now. Obviously, we finished up our mock draft last week, and in between now and between Yeah, do you want to restart? I mean, Jake and you, you probably just want to lead off with the news of the week so far for you. Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. Um, Are you a Jet fan now? No. You're not going to be, you're not going to cheer for him? Green and gold all the way. It's I will, season. okay, look, 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 look. Green, white. I will, green, white, and gold still includes the Jets. If, if, we're, if we're talking green and white. If we're being completely honest, assuming that he would win a Super Bowl with the New York Jets, just like what Lions fans did with Rams, um, I, uh, Oh, all right. So pause. Okay, context. We were just we we were just watching the Bethany softball game, and I think they just called it a tie because of daylight. (laughs) So is that the first tie in in UMAC history? We're gonna have to dig deep in the archives here. So yeah, and genuinely too, we we delayed starting the recording by like twenty five minutes just to watched the end of that game and it just ended in a tie and so it really looked like we had it in the yeah. bag with no outs bases loaded going into the top of the seventh and we, we were up a run and then gave national up national player two. of the year up or national national player of the week up player of the year that'd be fun yeah, yeah no fun. i mean we were able to tie it at least in the bottom of the seventh had bases loaded no outs looked like we were gonna lose it there but um yeah uh another, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting coming playoff time we'll have to do a bethany it's not a loss. It's not a loss. It's not a loss. Not a loss. Not a win, but not a loss. Um, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers. Um, this has been a chaotic start. Holy cow. <laughs> Dude, this is just this is real live sports, everybody. <laughs> You're getting everything all natural tonight. Fair enough. Um, um I think it was a win for the Packers, though, to be able to get the draft haul that they got. I think the pick swap made sense because if you're the Jets, you don't want to give up everything for your future to potentially only have one year of Aaron Rodgers. That was um, just, in my opinion, like I get it just because of, uh, you know, depending on who you want, you have to mm-hmm. get them a little bit early. But man, yeah. just two picks after, just like, yeah. it's, it's just like that pick. It didn't make sense. But it, it could happen, though, because it could. It could. I think the Packers now are thinking, all right, well, maybe we move up and get Jackson Smith and Jigwa if he's there, if, if he falls if that he's far. There, I, I do think he I, And that's there, a real but. possibility, too. I know I literally just said two episodes ago, they're not taking it. They're going to get a tight end. But <laughs> we weren't living in a world where we had an Aaron Rodgers trade and stuff like that. So, so you think I, post Aaron Rodgers era, they're going to just start drafting nothing but like passing weapons? It would be like, ironic. How ridiculous is that? Well, okay. It's let's, just a joke. You, like who's yeah, who's running I, this thing? Is this isn't Packers, apparently Packers Aaron Rodgers was just too good. They needed to get everyone <laughs> that was not in the first round. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> My question is so because they flipped first round picks. Mm. So because of that, I mean, do you do you actually think that they they trade up further with the picks that they have to maybe get? Tra- trade up or trade back. I think it depends. Like we've been talking about capital. with the whole draft, um, mock draft, it, it depends upon how things shake out. Like I think if Johnston and Smith and Jigba go within the first 12 picks, I could see Green Bay moving back, getting some more capital, and maybe putting themselves in a position to really build a team rather than just going after one guy that they 
you know, admittedly, like, this is a very talented draft class, but at the same time, like, they don't have to sit there and try to force the issue with a guy. I think they can kind of play it different, and if Johnston or Smith and Jigba aren't there, then... You know, maybe take you move back. End. Take your take the tight end too. Um, I think there. Michael Mayer could be an option too. Like if they want to move back, you can move back, get some more draft capital, and then take Mayer later in the first round because I'm sure he'll be there towards about the twenties. That is like huge still on the board because mm-hmm. I think offensive line wise, we a lot of people I think want to upgrade the center. Which well, how many how many years of uh, ba- what's his name ba- Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari? I'd say how many probably years two. Does he have left? So. To and, and maybe, and it depends too. Like he might, he might play until he can or can't, or different things. I, I, we don't know, especially because I don't think he got through the full season coming back off his knee, and they've been very careful with that. So we'll see, kind of. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting too because they're they're not necessarily blocking a straight up pocket passer like they were with Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah. And so I wonder how that's going to change for them too. You know, if you get a, you're, I feel like you're going to need. Your offensive line is going to need to be going from like level one to level two, unblocking, I, and it's just going to be different. And I said this in part two of the mock draft too, but if Jalen Hyatt is around forty-two to forty-five, please, for all that is good and worthy in the world, how many teams pick are, are thinking Jalen right now? Hyatt, yeah. like um, him, or even taking a guy like Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington, uh, um, I would put him as like a Mercedes Lewis kind of guy where he's good at the blocking phases. He was overshadowed yeah. on that Georgia team by Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. But what he what wasn't seen on film, I feel like a lot of times, was his run and pass blocking. And we talked about that too with the tight end being able to run and pass block. Mm-hmm. I would love for Darnell Washington to be on that Green Bay offense too, especially now with having a more – I don't want to say more mobile because, I mean, when Rodgers was young, he was moving the pocket, you know, getting outside, taking the scramble, but obviously he's aged. So having a more mobile quarterback down out on the field now, like being able to kind of block with him and stuff like that, RPOs, read options. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun to see see the different team that they have. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, s- since we're on still football subject right now, um, it's interesting. I don't know what, what you guys have maybe been hearing this week, but I've been hearing a lot more about Stroud not being really looked at by the Texans, and I don't know if that's smoke and mirrors necessarily or if Honestly, they're really looking this at morning, watching, something uh, Was I watching uh, Get Up? Yeah, Get Up. They were talking about um, either Stroud might maybe going first or even uh, Will Levis. Yeah, I keep hearing more about Will Levis being – uh, apparently, they said that he was talking to like his family and friends, saying that Carolina was going to pick him first. Levis was, yeah, interesting, because Which then that crazy. throws off my Seattle pick completely, and I have to redraft that now. Well, <laughs> honestly, though, sure like, like <laughs> I mean, the guys that are tapped into stuff, right? Mel and Todd, mm-hmm. Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, they they're still saying Bryce to Carolina. So if 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 they're still saying that, they're either getting paid big time to say that by somebody. Carolina or um or or that's that's where they're going but again like I said Stroud has been talked a little bit less um I think his score was lower on on the test that he had and um there were just some little things but I think when you scrape by all of this stuff and you're like okay how how'd this player look on tape like CJ Stroud CJ Stroud 
well, you're going to get a good quarterback. Well, see, the same thing was happened on uh, when I was watching Get Up. They had that conversation as well. Stephen A. Smith was basically saying, like, how can you disregard Stroud? He has the size. He's 6'4", right? They said, what do yeah, you say? Go yet? talk to Coach Day and say, like, hey, how does he compare to other quarterbacks you've had? Because I think you mentioned, Jake, in last podcast or two ago, um, you know, the Ohio State had to run a quarterback, so it was kind of like, you know, they, they didn't translate to NFL quarterbacks. But with Fields – maybe something different started now you know this is coach day's you know time he's been using his quarterbacks a certain way i think it's interesting though because then stefan you mentioned last week a little bit about like what it is to be at ndsu as a quarterback versus at an sec school or a big 10 those big 10 and sec schools also have everything you know what i mean like they have every weapon on the field the best of the best are going to be competing there. So it's great you're competing against, you know, some of the better players, but you also have the best protection, the best wide receivers. I mean, you look at the wide receivers that are on these teams, they're the stars in the league, right? I mean, and and running backs. And um, so it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if C.J. Stroud ends up kind of dropping a little, or who's going to be the player that drops. There's going to be a player that drops in this draft. There always is. Um, Might be a few, honestly. Yeah, I think I think we're in for Maybe. a shakeup more than what we were like, and, and tri- I, like originally. I, I do think this draft is just going to be like crazy. Wild. You're gonna you're just gonna be like first ten picks. You're be like, what the heck? Yeah, is going on. <laughs> um, I was I was talking to friend of the podcast. Had to throw that in there, but I was talking to uh, Keegan uh, Rich, and he's like, I could see Seattle taking um, Tyree Wilson. Um, just because there's a lot of upside with him and stuff like that, too. And, um, I mean, genuinely speaking, I think there's a lot of need for Seattle to even take a – They'll go defense. I think Take a defense because – and, again, like, there isn't a whole lot of center guard play, which is the offensive spots that they need besides maybe a wide receiver. And who knows? Maybe Seattle says, eh, you know what, we're going to take a wide receiver at that fifth spot or something like that. Honestly, so. they kind of need another receiver because right now they have DK, but he's the youngest receiver in that core group yeah. that's going to be wide receiver. And Lockett's, Lockett's getting old. a year Lockett's or two old. left. Yeah. He's going to – well, and it's 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 more – I think it's less about his age and more about are you going to pay Lockett when his contract's up because he's going to be asking for a lot more uh, wherever he goes. I mean, I mean, I mean his, numbers, his numbers doesn't say that he deserves – that max contract, it's going to be like a vet's minimum, if anything. That's what I see coming out of it. Okay. Um, like, it, it'll be different if he was, like, top five in receiving, top five in touchdowns, you know, and top five in receptions and stuff like that. It'll be different. And I'm like, okay, yeah, pay that man. But, like, at this point in his career, I, I, I don't think that having a, a max contract or, you know, like them paying him multi-million dollars – um, just to resign him is, is something that's going to happen. If anything, they might sign him for like a one or two year deal. Yeah. Um, I do think there's an go. interesting amount of wide receivers in this draft class, though, that round two you can go and you can pick a player that's going to be like a decent weapon. I mean, yeah. do you guys agree? Because we were talking and going through this our mocks. Rec- this receiver draft, like receiving draft, is right. deep. They might not be top it, 10 draft picks, right? But we're talking like. Just across the board, these are going to be wide receivers that can play in the NFL right away, year one. 
It's and, and be impact and be and impact the teams that they're on. It's deeper than the Jefferson Higgins, uh, you Chase. know that that no, draft. Chase before, yeah. yeah, Chase Chase was the year, year after. after. Yeah, yeah, year after. But like, it's deeper than what that draft was. It's it's just there's I mean, so Tennessee much talent. Has like three wide receivers in this draft that yeah. are legit that, that have a possibility going uh, first round or yeah. first or second round just yeah. from three receivers. It's it's pretty wild. The so. the fun part I think is going to be two and three just to see how things shake out and what teams do. Yeah, because I think that's going to be the day where you see a lot of even though day one is like you know the big like fanfare you it's know all that stuff. It it's the start of it all. Day two it, with rounds two and three is going to be fun to watch because there's going to be a lot of. And even day three, like the la- the final day, that's where the best value picks are. Yeah. And that's where the, the analysts always loved that, that day because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the sleeper pick. You know, like there's yep. always those, you know, is this guy going to be a Tom Brady in whatever position they're in? They, they get a lot of so It's kind of fun it just to see, you know, where some of these players even drop to because players will drop to day two that probably should have gone day one. Mm-hmm. Players on day two will drop to day three. So, um, yeah. It, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure um, – you know, we'll be on here next time talking a little bit about the draft and, in a and couple days and recap. Yeah, and two, d- two days from when we're recording it, it's probably going to be happening as this episode goes live. So yeah, we'll see how right we are. <laughs> and, and I think, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I think what we picked for the teams position wise, I think that's what I'm more interested in than anything, because let's be honest. I mean, picking players and stuff like that, we're, we might all land a couple picks of like exact player and where they're going but we are not experts <laughs> <laughs> no but even the experts will tell you like you're not going to pick the the right player necessarily every place but you're you're looking at positions and what they need and we and I think we did a good job talking about positions that that teams need and um you know yeah so that'll be fun just to kind of see where they go and at the end of the day um you know what player at the end of next season made the most impact that'll be really yeah. exciting too so <laughs> don't mind me just watching the game <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we're recording Celtics Hawks also on it's a two point game no, to it's 18 a tie game. my mine's ahead oh, of yours two. yeah okay 13 <laughs> and 11 gotcha. uh, spoiler alert spoiler alert all right we <laughs> want to start Hawks and Celtics just going to NBA playoffs yeah I mean I, I figure doing a rundown of series by series that's to kind of talk about some of them I think that would be a lot of fun here um Celtics again it's not surprising but I think what I've been very uh disappointed in by this series is is just the Hawks play honestly I was I was looking forward to this series a little bit more um I'm, I'm not saying the series is over necessarily yet never know here well no in uh, about 15 minutes after <laughs> all the timeouts and stoppages but it's you know I Every year for the last like what three years, I feel like the Hawks have kind of been relevant, right? They they've been, been, they've, like been the they've been around, yeah. Playoffs. But it's kind of like it, you know they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals they did, like two years ago, two years ago. But like after that, it was supposed to be like, oh, the Hawks are going to be you know a dominant force, and they just haven't. They done need that. to go. They need to go for Doncic. If, but if Doncic what I, leaves, well, <laughs> I think well, here's well the crazy thing is that uh, yeah, Trey Young and they yeah. were traded for each other. Um, right. So I honestly don't think that would happen no. personally, but it's just um, it's tough. Trey Young was voted the most overrated player in the NBA. Yeah, and I think the other thing too is like I believe that. they 
the from Hawks, the series, I believe that. It's just disappointing because I really want to see more from – and it's not just him. I mean, y- again, we get to these playoff games, and we talked about this before, but it, it's got to be more than one, two, three players yeah. for you to really roll. And and the Hawks, too, they finally, I think, have a head coach in Quinn Snyder who came over, uh, was fired by the Jazz, now coaching in Atlanta. I think they have a head coach now who's well-seasoned with the NBA. I think he can – kind of help them kind of turn the corner a little bit because they have the roster to compete in the East. But I think the East is a lot deeper than people maybe realize and stuff like that because you yeah, look at teams like it, Cleveland and It's actually and really deep. Like they used to say, hey, the East isn't as good as the West, but like right the, now the, the heat, East might be better. The Heat, we're going to get to that series <laughs> later. I can't I can't handle it right yeah, now. Hold on. But the Heat are Jeez. an eight seed this year. Forgets. The G Just stands <laughs> for gets. Get out. I, yeah, you no, like I got it right away. When you Celtics. said it, I got it right away. <laughs> when, you, when you wrote that, I was like, yep. <laughs> but but uh, we're still Hawks Celtics. Hawks are up one. <laughs> Hawks are up one. Um, apparently a technical foul, too. Okay. Yeah, there Sounds about right. right. Um, it's the playoffs. If there's not a technical, I'd be surprised. <laughs> Somebody doesn't get kicked out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, again, like I said, I mean, Jalen Brown – beast mode he's he's um playing he's just got fine. over 30 right now he's playing just fine um you know work those stitches buddy so yeah it's gonna be exciting to see if uh if they can hold this or i mean if they can if they can finish off the series here um but again i, I think my takeaway from this series so far is, is more disappointment in atlanta making more of the games um obviously the game that's on right now is close and Atlanta's winning, but it's it's still just um, I was expecting some more. But any any other takes on this series for you guys? I think I th- I think Boston's getting their money's worth, and I think it's a good kind of cut your teeth playoff series for them. You know, they say that they have unfinished business. We'll go out and prove it, and it's going to be a dogfight to get back. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting here as we end. Um, the other game that's on right now, Denver, Minnesota, Minnesota stealing one currently up on Denver. Um, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting series here. I thought it was going to be over on game four, to be honest, for that Denver, Minnesota series. Yeah, honestly, I did too. Um, I mean, Ant did say before the game, he said, you know, we're not getting swept. Yeah. So, you know what, as a as a Minnesotan, right, you just Mm got to have faith. Yeah. And your best player. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he played like it, too. Like, you talk about a kid who is, what, third year in the league? Second year, third, third, third year? Third year in the he's league. Third he's third year in the league. He's 21. He's, he's, he's the, f- has the... Has the ball up one and says, I have a matchup. I'm taking the shot. Sticks it to basically ice the game in overtime. Like, you talk about guts. You talk about wanting to win and playing for your team. Um and even in that win and how well he played he didn't even say anything about how he did in his post-game interview he said he he complimented his teammates yeah and um is it Nikhil Alexander Walker is that how you say it but I think it's N-A-W nah you know whatever you want to call him I mean the fan refers to him as hyphen yeah (laughs) the the way he played too on Jamal Murray towards the end, I mean, you're missing um, Jane McDaniels, who would probably have that matchup. He has been an absolute spark plug for this Minnesota team, just inserting himself in, had some huge threes late, 
um, was playing fantastic defense down the stretch and whatnot, was in Murray's face. I mean, you heard Delhi's story about guarding Steph Curry. I'm, I can't imagine that Jamal Murray, with the amount of action that they had late in the game, was even easy for Alexander Walker. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he um, handles playing Murray. Um, and then just the matchup with Jokic. I thought it was interesting that the Wolves had Cat on Jokic late instead of Gobert down the stretch. So, um, yeah, I mean... I mean, if anything, it's probably because Cat's a little bit quicker. But, I mean, Jokic is not quick by any means. <laughs> no. Dude, but how much has Jokic just dominated Gobert? It's been insane. I, I, he's been dominating since he was on the Jazz. It's, it's nothing new. Like, Gobert and... and and cat like <laughs> like he works some yoga's just like i'm gonna just split you guys whatever and he's, he's so so good he's he's on such a different planet it feels than, like than it feels like he's slow like it feels like he's slow with everything because i think we're so used to like these hyperactive like athletes and whatnot but still yeah. like he gets whatever he wants and he can just shoot it over people too like he'll he'll go inside and dominate inside and then he'll step out and hit a three or two or just Stat right, padding, right. question mark? You think so? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, if Minnesota gets another one back, do we think they do we think they get to a game seven here? Or? <sighs> they're, in, they're in Denver right now. So, let's – yeah, they're in Denver right now. So, let them just try to take this game first. And if they can bring it back home, there's a possibility they make yeah. it to a game seven. But they have to I'm win this game I'm not going to count my – uh, chickens before or after they hatch with this i, I i'm i'm i don't know it, i'm not a defeatist on this it's just timberwolves are not the nuggets the it, nuggets are better it sucks being a minnesota better. fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but honestly anthony edwards like he, i don't know if um the post game interview i don't know if you guys heard anything but he they basically like asked him like hey man how did you feel about like you know your performance tonight you really carried the group and he's like I haven't done anything yet like we ha- I haven't won anything yet. That was his basic response. He's not wrong. But yeah. what I like about him is he's super young and he's very mature for his like for his age. Like uh, a player would typically respond to that like, "Yeah, man, I did like everything I could and you know, was able like the guys around me were able to feed me the ball and I would you know, whatever they're going to say, but he's just, you know, you know, I haven't won anything yet." And I think that's going to help the Timberwolves in the long run too cuz you are talking about a franchise player now that's got that mentality of like job's not uh, done until yeah. we get a ring even um last year when they had uh patrick beverly he made a comment about it he said like i've played with a bunch of players in the league right but he said ant is uh, is one of the greats he said he will be great in his career because of his mentality of how he goes about things um how determined he is and how much work he puts in um he said like no one really matches his, his input on the team, right? He says having someone like this in the team, on the team, um, is, is pretty good, obviously, because you can, like, bring up the morale in the team um, and then get the team more involved. Um, so that was, a, that was a huge take from Patrick Beverly, you know, saying that on a, a second year at the time, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, so I it, think Minnesota, Minnesota in the long run is in a good spot. It's just obviously right now it's not where they want to be at, but, I mean – they took one from the number one seed in the West. They're currently battling in a game five in Denver. So, and yeah. the other games, like they've been in them down the stretch, they just weren't able to pull them out minus game well, they, one. And they almost gave away 
the game the last four. game that they, they did end up winning. It's um, classic Timberwolves, up though. By, what, 12, 15 points. What were they up by? 12 or 15? Uh, something it was some, like that. It was something a large like, I think it was like 15. I think it was 15. So y- y- you can't you can't call yourself relevant, I think, if you're giving up leads like that in a playoff game. I mean, again, it's not like the Suns haven't come back on the Clippers that <laughs> they've been down in, in their series, too, and I don't know if we want to maybe move to that one. Yeah, let's move to that one. I Next. thought we were going to go to Milwaukee, but we can just keep burying that one until we got to rip the Band-Aid off. It's fine. <laughs> Suns Clippers. Um, uh, I was hoping for more from this one, too, to be honest. Yeah? I was. I load was, management, man. Load management. I don't think it's load management, though. He's actually hurt. We say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I'm not saying if the man is hurt, because um, obviously these NBA players go through a lot. Um, and it's tough being in the NBA. Obviously, you play 82 games a season. Um, if you're Kawhi, you play 60. Cat, uh. <laughs> Kawhi, you name it. They're just, Steph just sees them and is just ready for them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Kawhi. No, no hate towards Kawhi. Um, just would you play more games? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> got- I think we all do, but like. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, it, that's it's it's real though. I mean, when he did what he did in Toronto, and then he goes to not even just Toronto, San Antonio. Even though he had load management in San Antonio, but still, like he went out there the first few years of his career and he played hard. Um, it, it, it's it's a lot different now seeing him now, but you know, it's it's okay because in this absence, right, we actually get to see more of the team and see how they play with, without their star players. You have uh, someone they just traded for, Russell Westbrook, right? Showed he, out. He mm-hmm. is playing his heart out yeah. every game. And, like, it, the numbers that he's putting up aren't just, like, like you know, like a, an average NBA player's numbers where you get, like, 25. No, he's getting, like, 30-plus every game. It's almost vintage plus like Westbrook. Om- yeah, it, it definitely is. You know what I mean, like, he's getting, like, 10-plus rebounds and almost 10 assists a game. Well, and you look series. at it before Kawhi's injury, too, like, his hustle, like, he wasn't get, putting up the stats quite at that point in the series, but, like, he was just going after KD, too. Like, there was multiple plays where I he's mean, just in KD's true. face, it, just it, it, swatting it, at the <laughs> ball. And, like, I get it, it's yeah. playoffs, and I get, like, but it's, like, people were kind of questioning, well, what's the relationship? You know, how chippy is it going to be? It's it's not as chippy. It's Westbrook is playing his heart out. Well, that's trying how to, he plays. And, like, and if you look at it, right, it's like playing your best friend. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna play your hardest against your best friend yeah. because you played you played with them or against them for so long, right? He's played with him in Oklahoma for how many years, right? Yeah, they became best buds, best friends, pretty much like brothers. Um, and obviously, you can see within every game that they play against each other. Um, shout out to Westbrook; he has that advantage. He has the <laughs> he has an advantage against KD in the in the win columns. <laughs> um, but he has more rings, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the teams they've been on, guys. Yeah, that's fair. Come on. True. Steph's he, just done he, talking he, now. He left, <laughs> he left them for for Golden State, so. Fair. <laughs> fair. Um, but still. The time frame was just wild, too. But anyways, Jeez, continue. This is behind the live streaming. Or the. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Um, but sorry. We're sorry Wait, we're, hold on. I'm so almost the there. I'm almost there. Just shush. playing shush. the Hawks right now. There's 7.3 seconds left on the uh, video we're watching, and there's 1.8 seconds left on the game cast. I'm almost there. I'm not looking at live stats. <laughs> Anyways, continue with your and, Clippers. And man, the man of the hour. 
Um, but yeah, going going back with the the Clipper Suns. Um, but yeah, Westbrook is just you know shout outs to Westbrook. He's playing he's playing good. Um, even some of the role players like Norman Powell had like a like what, like what? A forty port game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see it now. So, Trey Young just uh, drained a, a three from four point land. Uh, Man, I'm gonna have to put a careful scream warning. One point eight seconds left on the clock. Um, right after I talked about how disappointing this series has been, I, I, I'm still keeping it that way because even if they get two out of this, it's just most games have been like. So tell me lot. why Jason Tatum's about to hit a buzzer beater three to win the series. You think so? Not Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's been the guy hot tonight. Give it to Marcus Smart. Come on now. You have three guys you can give it to. <laughs> you, if you're the it's Hawks, the you're end like, of the world. The, the aliens are putting the laser beams at Earth, and you want Marcus Smart to take it. Honestly, fair enough. It's a fa- it, look. Whoever's <laughs> like Marcus Smart is enough. actually a good you know three point shooter. I'd even give it to Al Horford. Come on now, he they're can f- shoot. They're flipping a four sided coin <laughs> to decide. <laughs> 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 We've named four players. So. <laughs> Al Hofford's made the coin. <laughs> he can I almost just threes. said something really dumb. He I almost said, isn't threes. that just a cube, but that's six-sided, so yeah. like that doesn't work. Jake, you're fried from earlier today. No, you're yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> um, there's now 0. .5 nice seconds tray. left on the game cast, so nice I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, game six, here we come, I guess. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm not there yet. So this, is, this just turned into a live watching, reaction. Um, there's 0.5 left on the clock. Jake, and you're there. I mean, I just got there, but they're about to re-inbound the ball again. So um, I, I'm sure anybody that is listening to this already knows what happened. Yeah. Hey, uh, somebody well, let me know. <laughs> somebody <laughs> give me a play-by-play of exactly so, what happened in the last 7.3 Jacob's seconds. Jake going to work his commentary skills Atlanta right now. and Boston. So, Jake, can take it away here. Celtics with a chance to win the series. Going to have to be a quick catch and shoot, though, with only .5 seconds. No time for a dribble. In an interesting spot here for the inbound, as it's going to be in the corner. You have Clint Compella on the inbound. Tatum looking like he's going to set the screen. You do have Al Horford. It's he out on the wing. Out to Tatum. Oh Three gosh. on the way. No good. <laughs> and we go to game six between the Hawks and the Celtics. Trey Young. Hawks taking one in Boston, actually. Onions. Jeez. This, this could. Uh, Ice oh. tray. Ice that, that tray. Was, that was what? 35 feet like to that. win it? I like that. Yeah, roughly was, the thirty-five uh, feet. That's about like a the, step that was off like from the, the logo. Uh, the Gonzaga shot seen around the U.S. during the tournament to get them to get the, it to Jenkins for the championship. Villanova, the national champions. Um, that was that was painful when Stefan and I saw the end of the game about thirty <laughs> seconds before Jenkins saw it. We're Look, I wasn't over. about to refresh it and um, have it skip all the way past. We were <laughs> not happening. Okay. Ho- hopefully, Jake and do you do we have anything more? This, uh, do we have anything more? Uh, Clipper stage of <laughs> no, no. We're keeping it all in. Everybody can just uh, listen we, to we, the pain. We apologize. Um, <laughs> just at least I listen do. to the pain. Steph's gonna put on Family Guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this podcast just took a turn. So, 
Yeah, again, the Phoenix Suns, Jake, and you were kind of just talking about how that was a series that you were hoping for a little bit more from. I, I was hoping for a little bit more, but I think when you're missing guys like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who are pretty big pieces for this Clippers team, I think it's just tough to really get enough out of it. I think especially with the way that Paul, Booker, and KD are starting to click now, and DeAndre Ayton too, like on paper the Suns should win this series. Um, it was just the Clippers had a deeper team, so I think that was going to come into play because, like, those four that I mentioned for the Suns were going to have to play heavy minutes. So uh, if that series drug on, I think we were going to see some tired legs from the Suns where the Clippers might be able to pull it out. But you can't count them out, especially when you've got a guy like Russell Westbrook on your squad that can help, you know, with things like morale with the Clippers and whatnot. And they do have a deep team, like we kind of mentioned. So it'll be interesting to see how game five kind of shakes out. But Yeah, that game's here tonight, too. Yeah. So. Um, do we just want to rip off the Band-Aid? Yeah, just get mean, it over with. might as well, dude. It's I am so disappointed with the Bucks heat series. I, I said it. I said it. The one team that I didn't want to play first round, Miami Heat. 3-1 Miami Heat. Yes, Jimmy gets buckets. I get it. Okay. 56 points. And think about it. Think about it. Dude, the players how many that have players been, have ever done that in a Players NBA that have playoff. been Four. on the Heat. Four. Players that have been on the Heat. Will, LeBron James. MJ. Dwayne Wade. Shaquille O'Neal. Nobody's outscored Jimmy Butler now in Heat history for most points in a single game by a single player. You say LeBron? LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal. Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, do you want me to keep going or can I stop the pain? <laughs> what about Tim Hardaway? What about you, Donis Haslam? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, especially for the way the Bucks have missed Giannis, I mean, I think we can all agree Giannis is a big aspect to that Bucks team. But when you're up 12, Just a six minutes bit. to go Weren't on the up road. Like 15? They were up 15 at one point, but it was 12 with six minutes to go. And you let it, like, they don't score a point for about three minutes of that stretch. Jimmy gets even more hot than what he was, takes over the game. Like, it's it shades of the bubble. But so, let's, let's be serious. Brooke Lopez had 36 points. <laughs> Lopez has, has been doing have, that this has, year, though. But he has. 30, he has. Really well. Yes. Really? Yes. Even, okay, even Kendrick, I, I was shocked. Kendrick that that was Perkins said that, um, he said that Lopez is probably, like, the player that, changed his game the most a hundred percent he said he's changed his game the most obviously to play with Giannis and Chris Middleton and you know Drew Holiday but at the what is it at the clip Mm -hmm. that he changed his game to it's like better it's like he's having a second like his second half of his career is a lot better yes right now because if you look at what he was on the nets he was very much on the inside trying to dominate down low he goes to milwaukee all of a sudden he develops a three ball which was kind of there but it it took off when he got to milwaukee is now shooting at a clip i mean cat is the best three-point shooting big Big man man of all time okay it was Brooke Lopez it's getting before us places, that, boys. It's getting us places. I mean, if we're being honest, all it's time. Durant. I mean, are we talking? We're talking right now. Like all time? No, all time because big men did not really start shooting threes until like twenty thirteen. If, if we're being honest, it's Kevin Durant. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was pretty dang good. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it would be Kevin Durant if we're talking size wise. If we're talking yeah, about sure. height, it, it, it's yeah. Kevin Durant. Sure. I'm I'm talking by position, but you know, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, to be honest, three point shooting I mean, centers in their in their loss to uh, Jimmy gets buckets. 
Drew Holiday only had 14 points. He was two for 11 from the three-point line, six for 19 from from the field. That's not good enough. Middleton was two for five from three-point land and four for 12 from from the field. That that's not good enough. Those two players need to play better. That's just that's he's supposed to be your all-star. Your second all-star. Middleton and Drew Holiday, they, they, they just need to be better. Like we talked about, one player can't do this whole thing. You know, no matter how good Giannis is, it doesn't matter. No matter how good Lopez is, you, you, you can't just do it with two players. You, you need another player in Middleton and Drew Holiday both wet the bed. I, I'm going to defend Holiday because he had to carry the team a lot of the season. He He, in my book, in my book, even though it's the playoffs, in my book, you're allowed one bad game. I'm not going to so say anything for Middleton. To Miami. Okay, question though: Is that do, one do bad? You, do you blame that loss on the Milwaukee Bucks or the coaching staff? Because they went on a 13-0 run without a timeout. So here's the thing: there was an article in the Athletic where Coach Bud talks about how he doesn't call timeouts; he wants his players to figure it out. If that's your coaching style, that's fine. It's one of a championship. The players know that, and they know how to figure. They should know, like, hey, we're gonna have to battle through it and face adversity. He also doesn't want to call a timeout in broken plays and broken scenarios because if the defense is broken while the offense is broken, chances are the offense can find something while playing broken. You know, and I think it, it's just it's just tough. It's just tough because if you do call the timeout, then it's like. There's no guarantee. Like, you might stop it and catch your breath, but the way Jimmy was playing, I don't know that it see, had. See, that's the thing. that They they needed to call that timeout to make that adjustment to, for Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah. They, they needed to figure out how to stop him, right? They didn't, No double teams happened. He didn't but get do you teams. do you double? Because I still feel like it, with the way the, he was playing, yeah. he was Dude. cooking, there's no yeah. way you're stopping Jimmy when he's in that mode. Struss had zero points, and he's averaged almost 12 points a game. Like he has, he had zero points in their win, so they didn't even need him. <laughs> Look, it, it, it's they, this. they didn't even need. Him. If you if you watch the game or even the series, right? Um, they even said on like you know get up or first take, mm. right? Jimmy doesn't just take a random shot. No, he at, like he would go on stretches without shooting the ball because he's trying to figure out the game. Yep. what's going on around him, how everyone's playing. And when he gets those open shots that he can take, then he takes them, right? So in this game yesterday that they played yesterday or last night, um, he he had to get after it because if he wasn't going to get after it, especially with Tyler Hero hurt, right, then the team was just going to go down. Obviously, they still went down, but he started to take over and had, what, 22 in the first half? Well, and you look at it, too. You're down Hero. You're down Oladipo. You're How long is Hero out, too? Isn't he out he, the he, whole He's probably thing. out the rest of the playoffs. You would think. I mean, I think, I think we talked about it. This team legitimately could be a— It's not like they didn't make the finals three years ago. And, and like— but They're better. I think they're better than they were three years ago. I think they are, too, but I think— the Eastern Conference in the league is also better. But, like I said, this team is not an eight seed. They're not. They're well, first, Jimmy Butler was hurt yeah. portion of this season. Yep. Um, so they actually took a hit. Duncan Robinson, um, go blue. Unfortunately, he hasn't been playing. <laughs> I missed it. No. <laughs> I mean, every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Duncan Robinson hasn't been playing good. Ever since he signed that contract a couple years ago, he mm-hmm. hasn't been playing up to par. Stress has kind of taken over that 3 and D type role that 
Robinson was once filling. But, I mean, in what was it, game, because uh, yesterday was game five, four, right? Yeah. So in game three, Duncan Robinson actually was hitting some shots, um, fortunately. Um, but he needs to start, he needs to pick it back up if they want to win the series. But obviously, we know. I Jake mean, wants let's, the Bucks. let's be serious, though. <laughs> Jimmy, if he has another game like this, he'll be known as potential. This will be known as maybe the best playoff played by any player, whatever. If, if he does 56 again for his team to get him the win, I even say 40. If he even gets 40 and they get the dub. But what I'm saying is I don't think he has a performance like this again in the playoffs. That's 56 points or 50. or You think well, he could well, probably I'm, do 40 I'm, again? I'm not saying 56. Obviously, 50. He's the fourth person in NBA history to reach 56 points in a playoff game. So so it, it, it's not likely it for something. It took that to beat the Bucs. Is, is and that's it, exactly it. That it to took that to beat the Bucs. Yeah. And that's so can't, which, but, but they can't hold. They can't keep doing that. But that's without his role players, right? Taking contributing. Part. Really if they good. contribute, if they contribute. He doesn't need to do that as much. And if he does do that, and they are contributing, then it's just a bigger win. Then I'm gonna cry <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was definitely a really long band aid being ripped off for you, Jake. And well, we and here's <laughs> the thing, too. Bam Adebayo is doubtful for tomorrow. Tough. That's <sighs> tough for the Miami Heat. It's been a rough Wisconsin sports week. You complain about being Minnesota sports fan. First, our it's franchise like QB gets traded. Then is, you think this Milwaukee. is bad? Just wait until you start, like, missing field goals and... Right? Nah. Uh, not yeah, making the playoffs. A, that's just a Minnesota ha, thing. You, hey, you like I mean, catch, have a catch of a, a a lifetime that you see on television, and the next week you lose by forty plus points. You just wait. No sports championship. Minneapolis miracle followed by losing Other by forty. The, the Eagles there, Jake. And if your your wheels are turning, you're trying to figure out what I'm talking about. You, no, you, I was trying you, to think you, of where hey, I was at hey, because you I remember that a Super Bowl and an NBA championship in your lifetime. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but where's the World lie. Series? I don't want to. Where's hear the it. World Series? I I, hey, where's I the Stanley Cup? You don't need Come the on, triple Wild. crown. I don't even have one. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I want to uh, win the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness. My bad. Unbelievable. We'll be talking and about Belmont that down, down the road. <laughs> um, so a series that um, I over. can't even tell you what we all picked. I I think we all picked the Lakers. In this series, I'm not. Sure. I, I, I am full bandwagoning for the first time in my life. LeBron James, oh, go Lakers! I thought you were going to say uh, the Grizzlies for a second because <laughs> you like the losers at this Look, point. I nope. Did pick the Lakers. Whoa, yeah, we, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa! Sure we all picked the Lakers. I, did, I think we did. And 117 to 111, they won in overtime um, to go up three-one. Um, LeBron James, 20 rebounds. All I'm going to say is, don't poke the bear. Yeah, what was said to him again? Um, Something about dropping 40 and how, like, he doesn't respect it, people until they drop 40. Brooks? And then LeBron yeah, goes Dylan, 20 and 20, so he technically got 40. Shout Sh- out Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Oh, he, man. Um, but, yeah, the Lakers, they're, they're uh, mean in business in that series. Um, I, again, I, I'm not saying that this series is boring. It's just, I mean... I feel like we all kind of knew, okay, the Lakers are going to win this. Grizzlies are the Grizzlies. Well, I mean. They've been having like a bumpy road here at the end of the season with the, everything the, that's been going on in the media with the. The um, only, the, 
the only reason stuff. the Lakers are winning this series is because they have experience on their side. Experience just, on their just side. Just a little bit think of about experience. How, <laughs> th- think about how much experience. LeBron has 10 finals experience under his belt. AD has one. <laughs> like, <laughs> AD does have AD. one, right? Um, but still, like, having a leader on your team that's been there so many times and knows what it takes to get there, right? I, I don't see a team that's never made it to the conference finals. I mean, shout out to Hachimura. Those eggs. Um, he's he's had a, he's had a series. Now I gotta find a badger. Uh, Hold on. Not only, I mean, game one Cody again. Zeller? No, that's uh, he's that's Indiana. 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 Yeah, he wasn't. Twenty nine points. Twenty nine points in game one against the Grizz. Twenty points <laughs> in game two. Sixteen in game three, and then he had uh, seven in in the last game, um, but six boards. So he's he's had a heck of a series, and and he, and he's a boy that, that I'm pretty that, positive is gonna be. That trade helped him, I think. I think playing with LeBron. Getting him to a veteran that's had Zags that Zags are representing in the playoffs, by the yeah. way. So I'm I'm pretty proud of yeah. them. Yeah, you, you um, should be. Why aren't only, you the only team I'm Zags missing shirt? is uh, Orlando Magic and. <laughs> hey, if Steph can wear his gold blue, he's not today. But if he can wear his gold blue stuff all the time, why don't you have some I've got Zag, Zag swag? Zag blue. Oh well, I'm I I was expecting like you know a bulldog or. I mean, they're out of season. But yeah, you're right. I should I should be wearing. But they're representing in the playoffs, so I felt that meant they were in. Season. I mean, I just kind of came in not not even expecting to talk about them, but I, you know, <laughs> they come up every time. We're here now. We're, we're, here, <laughs> now. we're here now. I think my shirts was reversible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, the Lakers have definitely had some role players stepping up, and um, so it, it, that'll be fun to see because next round they'd get the winner of. I'm pretty sure Golden State and uh, the Kings, don't they? Which is a good transition here to this series because, because buckle <laughs> up. This has been insane, and what I'm what I'm a little nervous about, even though Fox is saying he's playing, is this whole Fox injury thing right now. Yes, like he, he he is. If he is remotely again, I said the same thing about the Celtics of Jalen Brown, but they're done. <laughs> if Fox is out, they're done. There, there's no way the Kings can recover if Fox is out. I mean, that, I mean, it, not a it's chance. It's not like he was voted most most clutch player of the year for for no reason. Yeah, you know what I mean? For like yeah. No yeah. Reason. Well, that, and and the crazy thing is too, we talk about hero like Jimmy, with his Jimmy Butler going down. Yeah, that's what it would be like. We talk about hero with his fractured hand. I mean, Fox with a fractured finger. We're talking fractured hand versus fractured finger. And we said the I think I was talking with you and one of the Van rides back from one of our meets was like. If it's a finger, you can probably just splint it and play through it. But if it's the full hand, like it's going to take a lot longer yeah. because yep. you just you can't do as much contact with it. So like, first off, lucky that he kind of avoided. It's just the tip of the finger too. Yeah. It's not like it's like the whole finger that's fractured. It's just like the probably the first knuckle. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that he probably has it taped in some way or has that splint on it and taped or something. It's gonna feel weird, and I think it's gonna be something to watch, especially. Um, Look, since it's on his yeah. shooting hand. I mean, luckily they got a few days off. Yeah, right? so it'll be. Home, I'm just saying he had 38 points in game one, th- 24 game two, 26 game three, 38 in game four that they lost. Can yeah. he do that? Can the he score 30 finger? plus points a game? Does he need to the rest of the way? And I think for the Kings to win, I think he does. I uh, think he I needs mean, to a- be. As you've seen, he just scored what 38, 38 and, they and they lost. 
So they, they need uh, everything but, from but him. Is that an overtime like game, by we, the way? Like what we talked about, I you might have to look that up. They what we talked about with Jimmy, players. they, they need, need multiple play, players, players to yes. step up. So if he gets that. Sabonis has to play. Um, what's his name? Malik Monk has to play mm-hmm. really well off the bench. Um, Harrison Barnes has to play really good. Yeah. Uh, who else is on that team? Uh, just everyone. Just everybody <laughs> has to, you have to step ha- up and kind of do part. your job. Yeah. Well, it wasn't overtime, but I mean, 126, 125. That, that series has been so epic though. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single game has been everything that we wanted for that series and more. It's right? been this, what we've this been is wanting the, for this other is, series This is the too. best series. Does the winner of this w- go to the NBA Finals in the West? Well, I, Steph thinks I so. believe, well, I, did t- I picked <laughs> the Warriors too. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> if it's the Warriors, yes. If it's the Kings, no. You okay. don't think the no, Kings would do it? Light the beam win? all Come the on. way if they win it. I, hey, I would love the Warriors to go back back that would be awesome what a story what a story it's the last year the last ride the last dance for who for who for everybody for for go, for, for the main three players on golden state he's just draymond might be gone after this year yeah but they don't even need him i mean they're they they I mean, he's really he's he's they, really good for emotional support. Let's see how high my voice can <laughs> yeah. He's a bruiser. Honestly, like he plays the role of like what Dennis Rodman played for the Bulls. Uh, also, and, and the Bulls couldn't be what they were without Rodman. So I, yeah, I, I but they're gonna have to find a player that fills that next year for them, right? What do you call him? Token him a bruiser. Uh, but but they won't. See, you, they gotta I'm have sorry. somebody. Bruiser <laughs> bruising the mic. <laughs> Calm down. Look, look, they they're not gonna find someone like Draymond. Unfortunately, they can find someone probably better offensively. Um, but like scrappy, man, gritty. Honestly, the man. the IQ that Draymond has is insane. So he knows how to push people's buttons. You know, he reminds me of like a uh, you know a corner that just gives so much, like jaw to like a wide receiver <laughs> on the line. Jalen Ramsey. Also, can we talk about this? Okay. Um, I'm looking at the matchups for Wednesday, April 26th, so tomorrow when we're recording. You can get tickets as low as 35 for the Cleveland-New York game, uh, 43 for Memphis-LA, 36 for Milwaukee-Miami, and $184 for the Golden State-Sacramento game. If you think that place is not going to be packed, they've had, I'm pretty sure, the highest – Ticket prices throughout the entire playoff so far. I'm pretty sure they have them, and they had the most views um, for any playoff series that's going on right now as well. I don't know if I mean maybe the Celtics can hang with the Warriors. I'm just thinking of teams that can hang with the Warriors for points. Right? They can score in droves. Like if if splash players start going crazy, Denver. What, I don't, but they can't match them for the see, same see, thing. See, the thing is, not the De- long, right, not the right. long term, but Denver can score in spurts and they, they score can. in bunches. They can, but can they Jamal the eight, Murray? The three, Jamal mean? Murray has to play good. He can't be an average Jamal Murray. It he, has to be Bubble Murray. He, he, ha- he, he exactly. He has to get like 30, 40 points a game. And he, and the, and the thing with Jamal Murray is, is he's not like a you know player that's going to give you like thirty plus every night. But once he gets hot, he can go for 50. Easy. I mean, just look at the the series between Murray and uh, Donovan Mitchell in the bubble. I mean, it was a shooter's gym, but, like, those two just back and forth that whole series. And it was one of the more entertaining series in the bubble to watch. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, Sixers, Nets. Sixers is one and four. Joel Embiid, uh, knee injury. Does that change complexion? Assuming, assuming, and obviously now we have to wait another game for the Celtics to get through on. What the, do we for know Hawks, about but, that? Uh, it's an LCL sprain. Brain. So I'm going to say this again. I I think I talked about just the. There's there's some teams and players that just can't get through a whole season and whether it's sitting out games or whatever, they get to the playoff time and it's just, you know, Embiid is a player that he's just, I don't, you can't trust him in the playoffs because he's going to, there's going to be something and it's not his fault. It's just, he's, he's always got the injury bug. I feel like Embiid has had that kind of similar to the way that, I don't know if it's Chris Paul or the Suns, right? Brooks, like just in general, like through the years, uh, Kawhi Leonard, there's just some of these players that like you see this happen to all the time. And that to me is why I just, I don't have that faith in the 76ers because they're just not going to hold together. I think I talked to the, uh, I don't remember this was the sons I was talking about, like, but kind of like one of those patch dolls where it's just a bunch of random flannel and whatever just patched together to make a piece. Like it, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they can hold, hold together throughout the whole playoffs to make it to the finals, regardless of who they're playing. I mean, a lot like what Milwaukee's going through, not having Embiid is really detrimental to the Sixers. I mean, say what you want about him. He is an MVP candidate, oh, I he, think. He is a great he, player, he absolutely. Should, in my book, he should win it at some point this year. I mean, it's between Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, and we'll find out in the next coming days, I think. But I think, especially for the way the Sixers team plays, they're obviously a lot better uh, with him on the floor. You still have a guy like James Harden, um, Tyrese, Harris. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. I just think they played, of all the teams, right? Again, we just talked about Heat not being an eight seed. I, I think the Nets are, of all the teams to play, they're the team you wanted to play. Yeah. And they're not going to come across another team in the entire playoffs that's going to be, not saying Nets are easy, just are going to match up that well. The, the Nets being in there was just in part because of who they had on the team before the trade deadline. And I mean, they, 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 they had a good record before they traded Kevin Durant. They they were able to <laughs> just kind of coast from there then. So, it's it's just going to be, it's we're going to have to wait and see. They have some time off, which is good for the whole team. Whole Obviously, team. I don't know when the first game is that they'd even be scheduled to play. Because who well, do they play? Who Who's... It would, be, it would be a winner Celtics of Celtics-Hawks. And, uh, and now that game, that series is going longer because the Hawks just won. So, so uh, if you're Philly, you do not want to see Boston. The last matchup. No, I think I think if it's Atlanta, that will be an interesting series. Last matchup for history there. Uh, the last matchup for Celtics-Hawks will be the 29th, which is Saturday, uh, if it gets to that point. So that's game seven. Um, I would imagine probably take five days that'd probably be five the next days? game Jeez. maybe three it de- it depends because you got to give a little so bit of rest to the team May, playoffs last be... like three months yeah. yeah no i know yeah um so first week in may is when that second round is going to start and um you know who knows how much or what and it could it could move up earlier depending upon how quickly games finish too yeah i i think the uh and Longevity wise, I think the Celtics can handle playing longer series. I think they're, again, knocking on wood health wise, you know, of all the teams potentially in the East. 
one of the more healthy ones. I would say the Heat are probably right there, but they don't have Hero. <laughs> True. So, yeah. Um, but of who they have playing currently, I think it's it's a pretty good, um, pretty ready to go squad. Yeah. Um, the Suns, I just feel like they're you know a knock away from having a guy down, which they've got a great group. They're but obviously you know. Yeah, got a, you know multiple stars on their team, but it's just you know I say can they, they can last. Win. I say they can win without Chris Paul, but if they don't have Booker or Kevin Durant, I don't think they're winning. Aiton is a huge part on that team. I feel I like I he cannot get hurt. He is one player that cannot get hurt on that team. I oh, feel like I feel like it would depend upon the series for Aiton, but you're right in saying like. He he kind of controls that middle area, especially if they're going to end up going against Denver. Like that would be a huge one if they he need were a to big go body down. Hopefully Jokic. he doesn't, but yeah. they need a big body against Jokic. So oh. uh, last series we have to go through Cleveland and New York. New York up three to one. Uh, I'm going to be did honest. You mentioned this series when we were talking about series, kind of we're looking forward to. I th- I feel like you. you I pivoted felt it was to one. This. No, it was this. No, it was did Steph. It was Steph. But I, right before, I he, felt he was, he was, you were gonna say something <laughs> about it. I so felt, both of you yeah. thought this series was gonna be a lot of fun to because watch. I felt like it was one that was gonna fly under the radar, and to be honest, it kind of has. It's just the Knicks have been more dominant in in the series, and, and it almost surprises it me. Like I thought it was so low man. scoring. I mean, seventy nine yeah. to ninety nine. Yeah, Good like it's, first of all, it's a blowout. Second of all, it's low scoring. Like yeah, good defense, but honestly, do you see I think that's the lowest scoring game in the <laughs> NBA all year. Oh, it's got to be hundred percent. But but can you see one of these teams playing against the Kings or the Warriors, or like, like or apparently you, the Heat? Like, like what are we doing? Well, but I mean like those teams put up one hundred and twenty five points on average, basically, and we're looking at seventy nine, ninety nine. I don't care how good your defense is, you're not hanging around with the Warriors I mean, or the Kings. If we're being fair. Donovan Mitchell dropped like 70 points earlier this season. He did. Did they score 75 <laughs> in the game? <laughs> no, I think that one they actually hit like 140. They had, but a, like, they had a lot of points. He you still scored saying, 50%. Because, like, gosh, I mean, what's the – let's look at these. Might as, might as well see what the uh, scores have been in this series. So uh, 101, 97. High scoring is 107 points. And that Which was scored by the Cavs. Low for the NBA, but again, it's been a really defensive series, and I don't know if it's been. E- What's the shooting percentages been? To be honest, um, for the whole series here, just, just looking like at it game by game. game. I have game one up. Okay. Um, so Knicks were forty-two percent. Cleveland was forty-three. Knicks won game one, one hundred one ninety-seven. Three-point percentage was twenty-seven and thirty-two percent, respectively. Okay, so. Um, I'm at I'm at game two here, um, three point percentages for Cleveland forty two percent. New York was twenty four percent. This is the one that Cleveland won by uh, seventeen points. Uh, field goal percentage was about fifty for Cleveland. New York was thirty six. Okay, um, so I have I have game three. Uh, Cleveland shot this was the ninety nine seventy nine. Cleveland shot. Um, 38% from the field, 21% from three, had 21 total turnovers, which is not going to help your offensive efficiency. Uh, New York was 47-30 and had 14 turnovers. Yeah, and in game four, Cleveland was 47% from the field. New York was 45% from the field, three-point-wise. 
Uh, New York was 27%. Cleveland was 26%. Um, you can't be shooting three-pointers like that in the NBA, period. So, But especially in the playoffs? Yeah, Cleveland I was mean, 6 for 23, and New York was 8 for 29. So I'm just saying, like, those teams, they're not hanging with anybody if they're... <laughs> either that or it's just really good defense, and they're just rotating. But, like, again, if you're missing shots, the Western Conference, like, they can just shoot lights out. They have shooters. And like you said, I mean, the Heat, they, they, they've been able to to shoot well. I don't think the Celtics are going to shoot poorly. I think the, the if, Hawks have, when they've beaten the Celtics now for two games, they've shot really well. So Milwaukee hit 25 threes in game two. You, you just, when, when, if you want to get deep this into the This is the one playoffs, game I can hang on, well. Steph. Leave me alone. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so you're saying that it look if it really honestly no, takes there is a chance. If it takes Milwaukee chance. hitting twenty five threes, the Timberwolves a game, I will can win take the that. series against the Nuggets too. <laughs> yeah, how's that game? There's going more right of a chance. There's more of a chance. One point game at ha- is at third quarter that Timberwolves have blown a six point lead. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we are also talking about the number one seed in the West. So, yep. Um, and and Denver can score too. They're number one. So they're number one. Denver can right. score points, record wise. Timberwolves can score points. <laughs> they're number one record wise. You don't have them coming out of the West. If you if you're a real basketball fan, you know that the Denver Nuggets are not going to win the West. Well, and I did say you I did call them out. The house and I did call them out and say they needed to sweep Minnesota. Already strike one. Not one player from Michigan on that Denver Nuggets team. Nope. <laughs> but they're blue and yellow, though. Not the right blue and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> so are the Timberwolves. So uh, are the that's Grizzlies. not yellow. Yellow. Then they're, no. They're like neon green. Yeah, blue, white, <laughs> neon green, a little bit of gray. Where do you get yellow on the Clippers? <laughs> We're just uh, talking about blues. Oh, <laughs> We're okay. just talking about just talking blues. About blues. Um, is that well? The, no, the Bucks had a blue court this year. They had a blue jersey as well. Goodness yeah, gravy. Mm. Tough. What do they? Was oh, it the, the Nuggets or the? Uh, hey, the Suns had a blue jersey this year too. They, 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 they don't wear. Nobody it very cares often, about though. colors anymore. Oh, Just I thought this the was kindergarten class. Thought we were learning our colors. <laughs> Wasn't it the Timberwolves that had like eight, ten colors on their jersey? Like the, it actually looks pretty good, though. Well, well see, I, I, I'm, I honestly nuggets. like it. So it's actually a tribute to the high-rises that are in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, Yeah. right okay. outside, like, U.S. Bank. Fun fact for you kiddos out there. Stefan Prince. We'll get, jersey we'll get a history. fun fact next We'll week. get a Jersey history episode. Jeez. <laughs> Without any video. And then we're and also... this is a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have live examples just showing uh, showing Michael just... Steph all right, so this is exactly... jerseys on right now. <laughs> And he's just going through them. <laughs> yeah, so you and your reversible Gonzaga jersey, and then Steph just has 10 different jerseys for the occasion. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, so kind of went through first round for NBA playoffs. Anything, any other takeaways from the playoffs so far that you guys have liked? I'm just going to rehash or re uh, retake on this again. Kings Warrior Series, watch the rest of it. Just, yep. I mean. Best yep. series is going yep. on right now. Uh, there is besides the whole drama with the Grizzlies and whatnot, Lakers, yeah. like the TV drama. Like if you want on the court live action, like just edge of your seat drama, Kings Warriors. And honestly, I don't know what you guys would say the second best series is, but with the Hawks winning tonight, 
It might turn into that. I'd say you kind of have crazy, to give it. You like, have to give I, it. I, heat I'm still bucks, disappointed I like. in it. I, I like the Heat Bucks too, just because it's an eight seed. It's up an eight seed up three one yep. on, on a one seed. I like that a lot, regardless um, of Giannis being out. Bucks were one seed for a reason because Giannis also missed 25, 30 games. But like, if you look at it, like I have the Miami Heat beating the Nets. I have yeah. Miami Heat beating Cleveland. I would yeah. have the Miami Heat beating the Knicks. Yep. Um, that's what three of the. The the only teams yeah. the, the only teams, teams would be East. Celtics and um Celtics and Sixers I feel like and, and yeah, I know Sixers. you're saying I, I don't I don't even know if I'd say the Sixers so just Celtics I but you're Celtics also Boston are... so I don't know how much I trust that well th- there is a reason why uh, Jimmy didn't want him play in Philly anymore right <laughs> obviously like he he loved it in Philly and stuff like that he loved his team but like they didn't have the drive that. Jimmy has. I think well, and did you hear what he said about Joel and being in the whole MVP conversation? He did, yeah. Yep. I don't disagree. But that's just me. It, it basically to add context, he said something along the lines of, you know, I don't know about MVP or anything like that. I feel like that's Joel or whatever. Like I I don't disagree with that. Like as much as I want it to be Giannis and I want to see him win another MVP, I think Jokic and Embiid were just on another level, and you saw you saw that more consistently. Even though Giannis was putting up numbers that you say, uh, you know, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, okay, you. Well, Embiid. if we if we look at it too, it's, really it, it's also it's also uh, best you know most valuable player of that team, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's, it doesn't always matter of how many points you score, how many rebounds you have, or how many assists you have. It's it's how much you contribute to your set team. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you take Joel Embiid out, out of the out of his team, the Sixers probably aren't making the playoffs. They oh, might. What about bu- they, they, be Jimmy gets buckets <laughs> off? The Jimmy gets. <laughs> hey, Jimmy hey, gets. Hey, you take Jimmy off the Heat, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> they got they got lottery pick number one. <laughs> Without Hero and Wemby Butler, season. Not, there's there's nothing there. Uh, well, not nothing there. They they they've got a good they squad, got pieces, but they've got just... role players for Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I I I think um, you know I, I do think the Celtics in in Game Six are gonna should dominate that game pretty handedly. I think they're yeah. probably pretty ticked off that they lost that game tonight yeah. at so, home. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Game Six plays out though, for sure. Because now that's going back to Atlanta, and do they come out with a vengeance? Well, it's kind of crazy because like looking at the beginning of the series, I. Every time I see the Hawks and Celtics game on, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to just not watch this game because I'm the it. Celtics have it. And then I will turn the game on <laughs> and, and, the, and like the last like five minutes and it'll be a close game. And I'm yep. just like, okay, what's well, crazy. There was like three minutes left and the Celtics were up by like 10. Yeah. So and, and you, the they, got, they got to finish the, the, what they're learning. I think from this series is okay. The Hawks, should be more relevant, and they I, again. I I still think that they're a better team than they are, but they just they get to the playoffs and they kind of just you know and they don't perform. And I think the Celtics maybe thought the same thing of the Hawks, like okay, whatever. And now they're like, okay, we actually, you guys, we gotta we gotta play. We we gotta finish the game, and they won't make that mistake again. I don't think the entire playoffs. I think they're gonna say we gotta finish the game every time because that's what I've seen from them. So here's a hypothetical because we just saw what the Hawks did in Game Five. And we know that the Hawks, with obviously Trey Young, they have uh, Bogdanovich, Dejounte uh, Murray, and whatnot. Hawks aren't a bad three-point shooting team. Do you stack them up with anybody in the West, like a Kings, a Warriors, a? Because when they're on, they can put up points, but they have to be on every single game in that series. See, 
I can't put them up against the Warriors just because of that. Like I said, it goes back to experience, mm-hmm. right? You have three guys on that roster that have that have four championship rings. You have two guys that they call Splash Bros for a reason, and right? a third Splash Bro in pool. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> Look, hey, <laughs> all I'm saying is that, you know, you go to Michigan, you can make it to the league. <laughs> well, you know who else they have? I regret asking any questions. Where's Wiggins? <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jake. And Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Okay, you. <laughs> Joel Embiid. I already said that. We already we, we talked about that. Oh, but, right. um, y- you know, Hawks, I mean, they, they ended their season scoring 130 134, 123, 132 points. They can put up points. Yeah. So I think what it's going to come down to again is they just they need more than Trey Young to step up in the playoff games. And can they do that consistently? I think it's going to be tougher when you're coming up against better players. Um, nothing against the players that are on their team, but they're just better better players if they if they were to play against a team like the I mean the Celtics the, are the built Warriors to or the Celtics or Celtics are built to win a championship they so are. I mean they've got the six man it did did Brogdon win Brogdon won it yeah six man of the year so Shouldn't I have, think they are, you know have have one of the Bobby, deepest rosters Bobby, Bobby. um you've been saying Bobby all year Bobby Bobby so are you Bobby. like somewhat of a are you a Boston fan at all then no 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 okay no Celtics have broken my heart too many times. Same thing with the Raptors and the Heat. Don't like all of them. Okay. <laughs> he just doesn't like the Heat now because of the series. Well, Jake, the Raptors. Just having a bad day, everybody. Don't <laughs> worry about it. It's, it no. It I'm started not, last I'm not night going when there. the Heat won. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. <laughs> it wasn't even last morning. night. He no, no, you know what it was? I'm going to be mad. It, you know what it was? It was exactly that. I show up to practice, 5.15. Steph said, Hi, good luck with your workout today. <laughs> and and I go, this is how I'm starting my Monday. Like, I get off of back-to-back meets. We didn't even talk about the meets. We had two meets this weekend. I ran all right. Um, it was long weekend. It was cold out, windy. Is what it is. I show up to practice. It's not windy. It's 32 degrees out. Feels kind of nice. Steph is standing there stretching alongside me. He goes, yeah, good luck with your workout today. And I'm like, <laughs> what What? What does I, Dunn have planned for me is, to end is, up going and running? This is what I did say. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you can't do that to me on a Monday morning at 515 to tell me have good luck with my workout. Hey, Friday like, will be fun, too. Friday will be fun. See, but we don't have a meet. We don't have a meet the following day. I'm fine. So practice That's fine. Be really fun. I'm gonna come in with a smile and a cup of Joe for all of you, except you, He's because never you're gonna be running with a cup of Joe. <laughs> so I don't even here. know what that is. He won't be here. So, um, all right, for Jill then. <laughs> I can't even wish you luck. <laughs> um, so okay, we all got in our, our NBA. Yep. Do we want to uh, do marathon fun. really quick? Yeah, we touch. We can touch on that. Okay. Um, Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon. And London Marathon a little bit. London um, Marathon, too, yeah. I, I don't know if we've talked about it necessarily. One of my goals running post-graduation later in life, not too much later, like two years or so, is to make it to Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon happens on Patriots Day, which is usually like the third Monday in the month of April. It's one of six major marathons, which is Boston, New York, Chicago, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. I looked this all up. Good work. Um, you also get a medal for finishing all of them. 
You, get, I mean, you, know, I you actually get, get something for, for finishing. finishing well, no, 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 like all six, all six, all six. <laughs> I want to go to bed. If you make, if you make it to the finish line on any of them, you're gonna, you're gonna get a medal. <laughs> you get a medal for specifically <laughs> finishing all six of them. So you, you'd get two for so when you do the last. Is it one. like an ultra medal? It's an ultra medal. Like you get, like it. Yes. Anyways, I'm made out of ultra metal. I'm gonna go to bed and <laughs> I'm, I'm going home and I'm journaling about this one. This one might just go in the Skittles draft. Skittles coins it. Taste the. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so Evans Chibet. All right, first off, Eliud Kipchoge, one of the top marathoners in the world right now, currently owns the world record, Has is also the only man to go sub two in a marathon, sub two hours in a marathon. Um, asterisk. Bef- asterisk, yes, because he had pacers, but he still did it. Um, coming into this marathon, 17 career marathons, 15 and two. Like, you talk about dominance. Anytime this man basically signed up for a marathon, he was winning the yeah, thing. Yeah, and you wonder when the two losses were. Was it when he started or was... <laughs> well, now it's 15-3 and three because Evans right. Chebec goes back-to-back, right. back, ran 205. It was, I think, Boston well, I mean, ended up getting the weather that we got that weekend. But three um, men within 12 seconds of each other? Yeah. That's... And and they were they were pretty well packed out too. I mean, the women's race was even more crazy and chaotic. I'll get to that in a second. But Kipchoge talked about around mile nineteen, he missed his water bottle, had some leg pain and whatnot. Said, you know, like this this is what it is. Kind of like learning experience. Excited for his next time running and stuff like that. But um, you know, Gabriel Gie too, like yeah, twenty six years old. Yeah, so he's actually like pretty young for a marathon Mm -hmm. runner, but um. Tanzanian record holder. This is a guy that I think is going to be around for a while and be able to. Yeah. And watching it too, like Kipchoge led basically the entire first half. Like he was, and they were dropping people too. Like he was keeping that pace just honest. I think to the point where a lot of guys were probably just like faltering and whatnot. And I think, you know, we've talked about when racing, you don't want to be up front leading the whole time because you're taking the wind, you're taking, you know, whatever you're pacing is up front. Everybody, you're everybody pacing else everybody is else. having to mentally push through to pace themselves they're being paced that's that's a whole layer of just mental uh, if you want to call it fatigue that you have Mm. to go through if you're leading any race it can be from the 800 all the way up to ultra marathons so even even for a guy like Kipchoge who is you know world record holder things like that like it just kind of wore on him and whatnot he ended up finishing about three and a half minutes behind um Chibet in that league group uh, Scott Fobble, uh, third straight seventh place place finish at a marathon. Um, talk about consistency. There it is for you. Also ran a PR. So um, uh, was also the top American. He ended up finishing seventh, as I mentioned, and whatnot. So um, that was kind of the men's side. The women's side was a lot more fun, I felt like, because there was, I think, Dude, 12, 12 12 women, I think, at the 15-mile mark that were still a part of it. Uh, the new person that Stefan Hassan. Yes. <laughs> um, well, first, well, no. What are you talking about? Stefan Hassan. She ran the, she, it was her first uh, marathon. She ran the London Marathon. Oh, I was oh, going, we're going Boston, Boston, right Boston still. We'll Sorry. get to that one. We'll get to that one. Stefan's okay. super excited, <laughs> excited yeah. about it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but He's no, giving still. her a Michigan diploma, He's too, <laughs> as she's. Okay. Has the jersey and everything. Um, no, he- Helen O'Beary, though, won the Boston Marathon. 
second ever marathon. So still impressive because she was she's a two-time Olympic silver medalist. Um, if you look up her records, I mean, she's done everything from Olympic Games to World Championships where she ran 5Ks, 1500s, 10Ks, 3Ks in the indoor championships. Like, she's sprinkled around a lot of those longer distance races for track events. And then in 2022 decided, you know what, I'm going to move to the States. I'm going to start running marathons. Ran her first marathon in 2022. This was only her second ever wins it. There was actually a moment in the race where she ended up tripping another competitor because her stride was so long from just her track background. Like, if you watch her run, it is not a normal, like, long, long distance. Like, it looks like she's running, like, a 1,500, 800, just as, you know, she's going and whatnot. But she just had that form down. It was yeah, she's beast. longer strides, uh, which was really interesting to watch. Um, and she's the only woman, or only woman to have won world titles in indoor, outdoor track, and cross country. Helen O'Beary. Helen O'Beary. That's um, a name everybody should, yeah, really get to know. And then, um, um, oh. There we go. Uh, Emma Bates, first American across the line. Minnesota native from Elk River. Uh, finished fifth, securing a qualifying time for the 2024 Paris Olympic Games. Ran a tw- 2.22.08. Uh, also a P- PR for her. Was with the leaders um, to the last mile or two. Kind of just fell off the pace then at that point. But uh, what's interesting is right now on Instagram, she's kind of going through her thoughts during the race and has pictures at each point. So you can kind of see into her mind as she was thinking. And like right now on the day we're recording, she just released kind of like where she was at about mile nine and 10 when the lead pack dropped her the first time. Um, And she realized, well, they aren't really going any farther forward. Actually, I'm catching them more than them dropping me. And she talks about, like, what her thought process was and how she had prepared for that and how she kind of caught back up and she felt the surge again and how she prepared to go with it, which I thought was really interesting, too. So, um, Dude, Emma Bates is is legit. I mean, she was a 12-time All-American um, at Boise State. Another blue. Not the same blue stuff. Don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> but 10,000 meters, 5,000 5, meters in steeplechase were, like, her events. So it's pretty impressive for her as still, I mean, relatively young, 30 years old, kind of going through a transition to be, you know, maybe one of USA's token marathon runners right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that'll be exciting to kind of see what she does. This Lana, uh, South, South, I don't even know how to say her name, but she needs some, some love and two. She finished third. Um, She has, I think it's Saul Peter. Sal Pewter. Yeah. She's won the Tokyo Olympics. She's finished second in the New York City, and now she's finished third at Boston. So she's got a gold, silver, and bronze in three of the um, major Olympic major Olymp- yeah, major marathon. Yeah. Major marathons, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's pretty impressive for her, too. And she's, she did that in 2020 in Tokyo, mm. and she won. And then she finished second in New York City in 22, and then third in Boston here this year. So, um Pretty awesome for her. Yeah, and then the cool thing was, too, both Bates and Kipchoge were uh, a week later. Are you ready now? You ready? I need the same hype this time. Okay. Uh, they were in uh, <laughs> They were in uh, London for the London Marathon where... Safan Hassan! <laughs> what 
What else you got? Ended about? up winning the uh, London Holy. Marathon. So, um, Safan, Safan Hassan, um, for you, th- for you listeners that do not know, she is a 1500, 5K, well, 1500, yeah, and 5K runner. Um, and she is a multi-Olympic gold medalist as, as well as world champion. Um, and she just, you know, it was her first marathon ever. You good? Yeah. I think so. I think I think something was still playing after I. I think I accidentally hit. I couldn't hear anything for like. I probably just muted you. I thought I went deaf for a little bit. I I think I just muted you. I can hit the button again if you want. (laughs) This podcast is just gonna be. Oh, this is everywhere. This is good stuff. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. This is. uh, Hey, it's keeping it real. Also, I mean, you have what five runners for London on the women's side too. Again, within twenty seconds. Um, a couple, you know, just right neck and neck towards the finish line there. I mean, the top three were separated by five seconds, which is really close for a race like this. Um, but, yeah, I think the interesting thing was to look at the Boston times and then look at the London times and just see the dramatic difference. I mean, the winning time at Boston was 221. That puts you eighth right now in, in London. Um and, you know, with conditions the way they were, it was rainy, it was cold. I think London was a little nicer weather. It was still, um, I think, a little cloudy and whatnot, but, like, the racing conditions seemed like they were a lot better. We saw a lot faster times. Uh, even on the men's side, uh, Kelvin Kiptum running the second fastest marathon time ever at a 201.25, while L.U. Kipchoge is the, um, like, the grand marshal for the race and stuff like that. Um you know, he had, he won the race by three minutes. So, you know, looking from the men's side to the women's side, where the women's side, it was a little more close. They were working together as a pack. The men's side, I mean, Kiptum kind of kicked at the end and took off. Um, Sir Mo Farah in possibly his last ever it, marathon. It he did bid, he bid farewell. This was his last marathon. Finished ninth with a 210.28. Um, still being able to get a top 10 in a mar- major marathon like this, really cool. And, um, you know, an Olympic champion in his own right and a lot of accolades for him and stuff. Now it's going to be interesting to see what he gets into. Um, now post racing life, I'm sure he'll still go for runs. Yeah, he, he, he is. I mean, he's sponsored by Nike. <laughs> um, I, I, I follow him on like, you mm-hmm. know, social media and stuff like that. And, um, he's a big family man. So I'm sure he, he, he's going to travel a lot with his family, um, originally from Africa, but, um, you know, resides in London. Um, it ran and ran and competed for London. Um, but yeah, so I honestly think, I think he'll still continue running. Um, he still probably do like some promotions and stuff like that for like, you know, uh, running advertisements or stuff like that. Um, but, um, it's, it's kind of sad to see him go just because he's been a part, you know, of the running world for so long. Um, even since I've been in college. You know, ever since I, I started yeah. in college, he's been. Well, and I even remember him. Uh, didn't he win? He won gold, I think, at the London Games, I think. Yeah. And I remember I remember watching that. And, you know, at the time, I didn't necessarily fully understand what that was like because, you know, I was still learning what Olympics and track and stuff like that were um, about and whatnot and, like, how big of a deal that was. But, like, for him to be able to do that and then still have – he is a sir now, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he is a sir now, was knighted. Um, it's a big deal. But, yeah, <laughs> still being able to uh, have that moment at home, being able to kind of defend home turf in a sense and whatnot. 
You want? You think he got to sleep in his own bed? Because he is a London native, I'm pretty sure too, right? Yeah, probably um, has a couple homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> He's uh, earned them through the he, years. He probably got to sleep in his own home, unless they have like a quarters where everyone has to uh, reside at. So I know they have like He's an athlete's anyway. village, but I just didn't know how that worked for the home country, where it's like, especially if they're in London. I'm not sure either, because you you would honestly ask that for like every major championship, yeah. you know, every major world championship. You'd be like, yeah. do they stay here? Where do they go? Yeah. Like. Um, honestly, they might just have an athlete village and everyone has to report because when it cut, when it gets to like championship, you know, uh, meets and stuff, you know, competitions or whatever, um, they, they have to, we got to pause because Kevin Durant is currently down in the Suns game was holding that his back. Okay. Continue. Um, they, they got up, they (laughs) still, they keep showing his mom still holding his back. It's okay. We're fine. Keep going. All right. So, um, When you when you get to like That's major happening. championships, you actually have to. Uh, I'm pretty sure that all athletes have to report. Yeah. Um. At at the place of stay, you know, mm-hmm. just so they can keep a, uh, a track on them, make sure they're not doing anything they're not supposed to be doing. Um. If it, if it goes from PEDs or staying out too late or yep. anything, it makes it easier for the athletes too, because like they're they just go there and then you kind of get a schedule and whatnot. You get a ske- set yep. schedule for stuff. I think too. Because Farah won, I think it was the 5K, if I remember right, in 2012. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah, it, I think it, it was, was something like it that. Was, it was a longer race. Um, but you think, like, if it's a marathon, right, he probably still had a week because I think they report later, kind of depending upon where your event is at and what you're doing and stuff like that. You have different report times, yep. and some people leave yep. earlier, too. Yep. So, yeah. He was third from Great Britain, too, at this marathon. And the one glaring thing that, I've seen from these results is just, I mean, the numbers of those from Great Britain that are in the top 25. Like, there's literally 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 in the top 25. They had to represent. They, they had yeah, to represent. But at Boston Marathon, you, you don't, that's not the same thing at all. It's no. not like 15 yeah. of them are U.S. citizens. And this is just the men's. The women's is completely different, but... In the men's marathon, it's pretty impressive that... Well, and I think you think about it, too. I mean, Boston was on a Monday, then six days later you had London. Um, and I'm sure the athletes... I mean, this was Kipchoge's first trip to the United States in 10 years. Dude, I couldn't imagine a running a running two marathons within a week period. I couldn't imagine doing well, that. Well, and I don't... So, who was, who, oh, who was it? It wasn't Sisson. I got to look this up. It might have been... Um, there was a female athlete who ran, I think it was either seven marathons in six weeks or six marathons in seven weeks. I don't remember. That's insane. I couldn't do a marathon a week. That's just how hard that would be on your body. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Shalene doing Flanagan. That, that's something that when you're doing something like that, you're really training for ultra marathons. So you're, you're training for 100-mile stuff. Your, your, your mileage is insane. You're doing two three a day workouts and the mileage you're putting in is is just it's like you remember the uh, picture of michael phelps and the, the table of food he has before he does his swims i mean y- you can imagine how much of a grind it is for somebody that's running that much it's it's kind of the same thing because like, you you're having to put in so yeah, much yeah you have, you have, you have to put recovery in recovery has lost. to be so large 
So so we talked about the world major marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Shalene, Shalene Flanagan Shalene who Flanagan. Came, came out of retirement to pursue a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of running all six of the marathons in one season, which meant that these marathons happened in a seven-week span, so she had to run all six in within that seven weeks, which also meant the double of Boston and London, London on the same week. Um, and this article that I found, it details her. And she's not just, like, running them, like, you know, four hours, five hours. She's, like, two thirties for each of them. So um, definitely look it up and read into it if you're interested. But, yeah, just insanity. I Like, for me, I'm just, like, I want to do one. If I'm sub three, great. If I'm not, I'll try again the next time. But doing six in seven weeks. Is that qualifying for Boston in sub three? Uh, like for, for for our age, age group, so you're for in the y- most difficult. Yeah, I age we'd be in the range. most different difficult uh, age any group any marathon range. in the world. They <laughs> allow certain number of people as well. So let's say it's thirty thousand. They'll put a cutoff time that is X amount of time down from that, so that three hours could become a two fifty two forty five. There is a lottery at some point, too. and there is a lottery at some point too, and like you have to have certain time, and it, yeah. It's a whole ordeal that I'm gonna embark on. Like threading the needle here. Hey, I, I do have a friend that has been that has ran the Boston Megan Marathon. Megan Sauer? That has yeah. ran the Boston Marathon. So yeah. if you want any pointers. Yeah, well my dad and my aunt have a friend who's run it and then is also like no offense to my dad and my aunt, but he's their age who also is running my qualifying time. So training partner. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out Joe. Had a few uh, <laughs> people I know that have been out to Boston to do that. Also, can we talk about how TC Marathon, they could just, instead of making it, you know, 26.2 and going the long roundabout way to get to St. Paul from U.S. Bank Stadium, they could just hop the river and make it easier that way. Then it'd be too short. Shorter. And saying. He, he wants <laughs> 16 miles less. Just, just, <laughs> don't, just don't tell the qualifying committees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, TC Marathon in Boston, people, I'm not gonna cut the course i will run it the way it's designed i promise make sure you put an asterisk by jakin's name no fires he's he's going after out there um what else we got well we got nhl playoffs happening in the wild just lost um is sad, it sad day are so we it's sending not just them Wisconsin off to folks um but yeah if we if we kind of just look at um nhl right now um Dallas goes up 3-2 in that series. The NHL playoffs has been pretty wild, too. Um, lots of overtime games. I actually think it was, like, Sunday. Like, four of the five games were, or let's see, Saturday. Three of the four games were overtime, and one was double overtime. <laughs> like, these games have been just absolutely crazy. It, um, and we want to we want to talk, you know, NBA playoffs and whatnot. Like, NHL playoffs, like, they get after it. Dude, they do. Definitely. I mean... The uh, Stars and Wild, right? They're 3-2 three, three, in that series. Uh, Oilers are playing the Kings right now in the second period. That series is knotted up at two apiece. Islanders, um, are they, they won tonight um, to bring that series closer. It was 3-1. Um, Carolina couldn't finish the series, and the Islanders are now right back in it at 3-2. Um, the Devils and the Rangers are knotted up at two apiece. Um, Tampa Bay won't necessarily go away, although when they lost in overtime yesterday, that might have been the last nail in the coffin. They're down 3-1. 
Um, but they're hanging in there. They're making all the games close. It's it's tough to root. It's tough to pick against them though. It is. They they've just been they've, talking they've about been like the experience the Warriors have yeah. had through the years. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning are kind of like the team that's had the experience through the years here in the NHL. How about New Jersey dropping two at home, getting two on the road? Yeah. So I think twelve um, of like the twenty-two or something games, like twelve of them have been home wins and 10 have been losses. So like the home ice advantage really hasn't, it hasn't been <laughs> there. Effective. Hasn't yeah. been anything, which is crazy. The Kraken, um, they beat the avalanche in overtime yesterday, getting their first ever home playoff win. So congratulations to Seattle on that. For that a team that was struggling to score points last year to get to where they're at now and whatnot is pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I think these expansion teams are really killing it. You know, you look at what the Golden Knights have done, here come the Kraken. <laughs> the Minnesota just needs to add a team. Where? Duluth? Sure. All right. <laughs> Moorhead. I mean. Calm the shoreline? I don't know. What? North Shores? <laughs> Superior North Shores is that what we're going with? Put a team in Minneapolis. We have one in St. Paul already. Going to Minneapolis, dude. We're just gonna have the 1950s all over again. You can't have a team in St. Paul and then just make a hockey team. The Minneapolis uh, Lakers. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's some Minnesota Twins lore. If you uh, just name them the Mighty Ducks. Um, Okay. The Golden Knights, after losing, I think it was Game One to the Jets, have won three in a row now. (laughs) They have right a lot. So that is the one that I think they just woke woke up a giant there. Well, and it's the same thing with Boston, too. Both the one seeds in both the conferences kind of needed that wake-up call, I think, in a sense. Yeah, because didn't didn't Boston lose the first game? I think it was the second game. Second game. But it was not at 1-1, and it was kind of just like, whoa. You know, that we talked about how the the curse of winning winning the Raiders. They're they're yeah. they're gonna wipe. But the floor that's what we said about the Celtics, and here we are. Yeah, You're but right. we talked we about the Hawks <laughs> are the Hawks are better in comparison to what the Panthers are for the against the Bruins. I feel like. All right, so when it's a three-two series, Stop though, it. don't <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, also, so can we talk about how wild it is that NHL and NBA both have playoffs at the same time, and they're almost essentially structured identical? So we just. So much fun, so much playoff. <laughs> like it's gonna be no crazy. matter what, you have something to watch. That's that's true. It, it is going to be absolutely crazy. Um, I I I think the the Western and the Eastern, I, I guess, conference playoffs here for hockey are are pretty much uh, <laughs> crapshoot right now. <laughs> Like there, there. I, I wouldn't be able to say this is a clear-cut favorite that's going to go for anybody. You can make a case, even for though just we've about said any Colorado. Like the the series are are so even. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy because like Avalanche coming in, it's like okay, the Avalanche, right? They're the Avalanche from last year. They should, you know, be dominant. People thought Maple Leafs would be a lot more dominant than they've been with even Tampa Bay having a couple overtime wins over Tampa Bay now. You know, barely kind of skimming through these and, games and tampa was usually like top dogs now they've kind of they're kind of in like that what we thought was going to happen in the to the chiefs where it's just kind of like a rebuild mode they're still going to be good but they aren't the powerhouse that they were mm-hmm. um you know and now tampa's they're battling but i think the maple leafs are just a lot younger and a lot just they don't have as much 
we talk about experience, and it's not necessarily experience that's a factor, but just more they don't have as much hockey on their legs. So, yeah. and Tampa's just kind of an older team, so it's just going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. If if there is a team that can dig themselves out of this hole, though, it would be Tampa. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, we talked about the Bruins being as good as they are this year. Obviously, they've had historic season on multiple levels. Um, but that'll be interesting to see if they, if they can push through this year first series and then just second second round be able to be uh, kind of more dominant. and um, So I think some baseball talk would be a little bit of fun too. There's there's a lot of stuff happening in baseball. Dodgers won. <sighs> Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brewers lost. Does that make you feel better? What's new? Um, What's new? So – uh, some exciting news here for the Twins. Pablo Lopez was signed for a four-year extension, 73.5 mil. Um, Finally feels like they got an ace now. Nothing against Kenta Maeda, but Lopez Lopez, one, isn't coming off of Tommy John, but two, like he, he's, he was kind of that guy before Alcantara took off for Miami and is now, I think, poised to be the ace for the Twins. So that's a really big signing, really exciting signing. Huge, yeah. Um, and, and then they're looking, looking strong right now. Obviously we're really early in the season, so you can't take too much, um, you know, for granted at this point, but I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I've seen from the twins so far. Um, playing, playing well against the Yankees is something they've never really done before. So being able to compete well against the New York Yankees here, the last few days has been nice. Um, dude, Boston's rookie. Masataka Yoshida. Um, I don't know if you, you want to talk yeah, about no, this, Jacob. Nope, but nope, nope, nope. Don't rip the bandit off. Stephon. I don't want to hear it. Two home runs in the same inning against one the Brewers, and slam. one was a grand slam. I, I did see that. <laughs> so, uh, like, you can't be mad. It's early just, in the baseball season. Just a rookie, season. you know, just getting just his feet wet. Just a rookie getting his feet wet. Against was the Brewers. The World Baseball History Classic. History being made against the Brewers. Has won bigger things than hitting a grand slam and a home run in Wouldn't the same have been inning. able to do it against any other professional oh my team. Goodness. But the Brewers playing against them, easy peasy. Do I need to go find more dirt to have you rub you it into? You need to go too, find or? a badger. Uh, yeah, um, I do, actually. <laughs> Not in baseball, though, because we don't have that. Some <laughs> interesting news here, though. There's actually been uh, space in Las Vegas that's talked about for a baseball stadium officially now. Um, are the A's on the move in the near future? No, yeah, no, they are. There's no way that they stay <laughs> in Oakland. They have a possum running that baseball Aren't team. Are they going to, like, Vegas? Yeah. Yep. Welcome to the podcast, Steph. I'm sorry. I, I was, I, I, look, hey, hey, I am so into this game right now. It's a close game, and it's almost halftime. We're sorry. Not. <laughs> KD just had a Euro. The editing of this podcast is just not going to happen. And so for all you listeners out there, uh, I hope you're really enjoying just the uh, excitement here. We need videos uh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-point game. Look at it. <laughs> We could have been talking about the Dodgers making history and he'd have zero idea. Dude, Michigan I mean, just could, won. We could because they currently have like two MVP candidates in uh, Outman and Muncie who are just mashing right now. Yeah, um, Muncie went out the other day. So <laughs> Yeah, also, okay, here's the other thing. Here's a meme thing. They have four guys, including Cody Bellinger, who is a Chica uh, Chicago Cub now. Yes. But they have four guys who were on the team last year on the paternity list at the same time. 
What? <laughs> Don't ask what me. What happened man. in July? <laughs> Don't ask me, man. I didn't do it. <laughs> um, I don't know about divisions right now. Try, try, trying to get this on track, people. Somebody's no, gotta be it's off the rails. Podcast. We're just off the rails um, at this point. But the trip in KD. The AL East. <laughs> the AL East. The worst team is is yours truly, the Boston Red Sox at thirteen and twelve, which would be second in the uh, AL Central, second in the AL West, um, third in the NL East, third in the NL Central, and could be potentially tied for first in the NL West. So, <laughs> so this AL East, we all talked about it being pretty difficult. Is there something with taxes that, or are those? Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays, they usually have a pretty good farm system. Baltimore has been building their farm system. Those players are so coming up now. Toronto has been. Bron- Blue Jays have a terrific farm system. The Yankees have been the Yankees. They're going to play money ball. Same thing kind of with the Red Sox. I say kind of because they also typically, I mean, the Yankees typically have a good farm system too. But, they, like, <laughs> it feels like there's just a lot of big names out there right now. And I don't know if it's because they're just mashing or... I think it's kind of like the same thing as we talked about before with, like, uh, NBA basketball, right? How back in the day there was a few big names, but there wasn't a- anybody that was, like, really significant, like, as, as, as much as there are now. Right? Yeah, there's a lot more names um, Just because, like, the game has changed. So I feel like with the game, you know, changing over years that uh, a lot of these players are actually specializing in their position, Right. Um, you don't have like you, you don't have Bo Jackson, the players that are going out playing every position and then playing a different sport on top of that, right? You, you don't have players like that anymore. You have players that are actually honing in on their sport um, and just paying attention to what they paying attention to detail, right? Um, I just think training now too is a lot different, especially with all the equipment that everyone receives now. Yeah, you get equipment, you get video technology. Guys are reviewing a lot of film of at-bats and whatnot, and even just looking for tells and stuff too. Like if the pitcher is holding his glove different and whatnot, they can pick up on that. Like batters are looking for everything specifics, um, pitchers too and stuff like that. So there's a lot to the game. Each team has like 10 coaches looking for different things. and The Astros have people banging on trash cans. I'm pretty sure they... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Asterisks next to that championship. No, I can't do it. Wow. Can't do it. They actually won that series, I think, relatively legit. Um, Asterisk. Did we say six teams <laughs> make the playoffs, right? I mean, I'm just trying to make For sure. For each. Here. It's, yeah. six, six it's three league, division right? winners, three wild card. Because, honestly, right now it'd be, it'd be the Twins, the Rangers, and then four teams from the AL East. And that's that's what the playoffs are. Yeah, here's like. the NL side, though. You have the Braves, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks. And then the Mets, the Brewers, and the Cubs. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Pirates. Dude, how about the uh, Diamondbacks giving the Dodgers a run early? The Pirates. The Just Diamondbacks. Lost to the Dodgers. I today. mean, we're not talking about the uh, Kurt Schilling and. Uh, oh, come on. What's his name? The Heat Man. And the Diamondbacks won the World Series. Anybody? Randy Johnson. Thank you, Randy Johnson. We're not talking about those Diamondbacks. We're talking about name a player on the Diamondbacks. Can't do it. Corbin Carroll. Thank you, Jaken. This is why he's the baseball guy. Zach Gallen. But they are Zach Gallen for the Dodgers. And the Padres starting off their season 12 and 13. Anybody expect them to start off 
Well, and here's the interesting thing with the Padres. This this news came across the wire. So the Padres are um, worried about Juan Soto because he has not been performing the way he had been in Washington. Give a guy a billion dollars, they probably won't perform. And so they're thinking about, especially with the Shohei Otani sweepstakes that we're going to get to in December. Um, Or potentially July, depending upon how things with the Angels shake out. Uh, they're looking at trading Juan Soto, potentially, unless things turn around. Who can afford him? Like I mean, out there, who can afford? A buyer would maybe be the Red Sox. Um, Yankees. I don't, I don't know. But again, we're talking about teams that are already spending when we were. He needs to go on a team that he is, you know, the main guy. He's not going to the AL Central because none of those not, teams have enough money. He's the main guy on the Padres. Um, Dodgers, Giants. Would the Rangers I, spend money? Him. The Cardinals Dodgers would have the money. But Phillies. But Mets. Do the Braves Mets. have money? Do the Braves have the money? Mets have have it's money. all about the Mets. But the Mets have already spent hey, money. They, they have an unlimited supply of money in New York. <laughs> they're just you they're just going to go into the... No, they were literally about to have a payroll of $500 million if Carlos Correa was Maybe there. the Cardinals would, but the, right now the Cardinals aren't in a... They're, they're not a buyer. I, I mean... Which is weird. It's early. It's early. So because I think we all picked them to win the central, right? And yeah. It it's early, right? That's that's what we would say right now. I mean, look at the Angels too. They they've been struggling. They've lost to the A's. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean. Okay. To be fair though, with how bad the A's have been, the Royals have been just as bad. The Royals are also five and eighteen. They just don't have as horrendous a run differential. They lost eleven to ten to the. Uh, A's, and I, I'm pretty sure they were down by a lot because I remember yeah. seeing that score and I was like, "Oh, it's over." Um, yeah, but anyway, so so playoff for playoffs for uh, baseball is going to be interesting to see as we go through the summer and get closer. And how much of this is relevant now versus later? We'll who's have on, to come back. And who's listen. even on the same team later? <laughs> Are hey, the Phillies trade, even relevant? <laughs> trade deadline for baseball is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, some crazy things in in Champions League and Premier League going on. Um, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't know how much you guys follow any of this, but um, Newcastle Chelsea. had five goals in the first twenty one minutes. Yeah, I did Tottenham. see that. I I did see that, and, and then this the led to Tottenham's firing of their head coach, and the Spurs players are now refunding their fans for that loss against Newcastle. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened in, like, the NFL, for example? The dominoes. Just the dominoes from that game. It was, like, first 21 minutes. First of all, five goals in a a soccer game slash football game for anybody that's listening right now is a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean, this would be, like, uh, putting 60 or 70 points up in a football game kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, even five touchdowns first quarter. Right. Like. So, and, again, that's first 21 minutes of this soccer game. So, um, just. Crazy stuff happened in there. I think, um, you know, Arsenal's recent draw with Southampton actually brings, like, Manchester City within five points of the City. City has two less games played. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting – because I think they clash this weekend, right? I think so. Yeah. So that's that's huge um, for the Premier League. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Emma uh, Morris, our soccer coach, she's a big Newcastle fan, so – Oh, she's uh, loving life right we're now. We're gonna have to get her on to talk about Newcastle if they make the right of the Champions League. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, we'll probably go to some PDA shout out. 
right now? Are you guys? Yeah. Shout out to the Michigan Wolverines. They just signed their ninth in ESPN top 300 recruit. I'm not saying it. Go blue. Don't do it, Jake. Just don't touch it. God. <laughs> Anybody that's a Michigan State Spartan fan, we're sorry, and you're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we every Big Ten fan that we could have ever dreamed of listening to this podcast is or probably not Ohio going State to now. Or Michigan State <laughs> yeah, fans. we aren't getting any Ohio State people on. <laughs> I can tell you that get, much. We've already, you know, heard about CJ Stroud dropping in, in Stefan's mock draft and <laughs> I'm surprised he was even in the first round. I'm surprised he hey, was even relax, yeah. relax. even Smith and Jigla, I'm surprised he was in the first round. Relax Just on me, guys. Paris, the offensive good tackle players. Paris. Anybody. J- I'm surprised JJ McCarthy wasn't the first overall pick. Dude, he's not even in the draft. Still. <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, – my shout-out for uh, PDA is going to be for all of Wrexham and their fans over in Wales. That was crazy. Um, so those of you that don't know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney is who's the uh, the Shining Boy. Mm-hmm. Or not the Shining Boy, the uh, Sixth Sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we got there. Owners of uh, FC Wrexham. Um there's a We Are Wrexham. I believe it's on Amazon Prime or Hulu. Docu-series. Fantastic. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, one of the oldest football clubs in Europe. They were actually relegated out of the uh, European Football League 15 years ago. Finally made it back by being promoted um, this last week um, with their most we- recent win. Um, the entire town was literally on the pitch after the game. Um this fan base is going through a ton of emotions, and so get your PDA on. Um, yeah, oh, then Rexon. This this one I will. See, we got some haters over here. <laughs> I'm go blued out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for mine, I got to give a shout out to the Crypto.com Arena um, workers who this weekend changed the. Clippers, Lakers, and Kings home floor and ice, I think up to five, maybe six times for the amount of home games that they had at that arena that weekend, including um, they they made a two-hour transformation from Clippers hardwood to Kings ice. So they get um, paid overtime, or is this in the clause that says may work on weekends, <laughs> like be able to work on weekends? It, well, and you think about too, they're in Late the nights, all yeah. three teams are in the playoffs. We were talking about the amount of California teams that made it to the playoffs for the NBA. You also have to add in the Kings to that as well, playing in the same arena. So you have three professional sports teams playing for in the now. same arena. For now. I mean, for we, now. Know, we know how hard it is for just one professional baseball team to open up their roof for a flyover. So, um, you know, it, it, to change the, uh, the floor on whether it's hockey, basketball, I mean, it, it's you got to have the right personnel in there, don't you? I got, I got a, I got a rig a booing button or something like that. Like this, this how is come, ridiculous. How come Stefan and I don't get any buttons? That's that's <laughs> my question. We're gonna have to just I, have stuff queued up on our phones, just starting to like, <laughs> and then plays it in the mic. But no, honestly, a huge shout out to them for being able to not only work efficiently but also making sure that everything fits in the right way and whatnot because you talk about a lot of moving parts at the same time, being able to jerry-rig these arenas and these floors, making sure everything fits right um, and different things like that. 
Plus, the floors themselves and the ice just looks cool when it's really professionally done. And, I mean, a huge shout-out to them for the amount of work that they had to do over the weekend. <laughs> really going to lean into it this time. Just yeah. overkill. <laughs> so not applause button anymore. <laughs> This is like giving everybody. I'm a gonna. Ribbon. We're gonna our, our come podcast back. Podcast has already moved on to the stage of where sports are in the world today, where everybody gets a ribbon. Now everybody gets a round of applause. So, well, I could just do it live too, and just. But that. <sighs> <laughs> and then we start whispering. We're just breaking down now at this uh, point. All right, <laughs> last so, call, man. Um, so my my original last call is actually going to be Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. You, you, you guys go first. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna find something here. Good F1 this weekend. Uh, new format sprint weekend. Um, a lot of changes coming to what F1 sprints look like, including uh, FP1 and then qualifying for the race. And then Saturday is just sprint. They have a sprint qualifying with different tire regulations and whatnot. And then the sprint itself, they're in. Azerbaijan at the Baku Street Circuit. Um, Mercedes talking up a big game that they're bringing a bunch of upgrades, and then they kind of talked it back and said, well, it's going to take a lot of work and whatnot, so I think it's classic Mercedes sandbagging. Red Bull has been pretty quiet. Same thing with Ferrari, so the top three teams are going to be interesting, and we've had about a month-long break of F1, so it should be a interesting weekend. First of, like, I think three-month-long breaks here in the f1 calendar so should be a fun weekend of f1 so wow. i, I, I oh, I'm, it, I'm just ah. jumping in here because i fa- figured out what i'm doing last call for me is going to be for our, our, our lining that is now on our track officially everything is all done no yeah see see we just we have to we have to I mean, extremely excited about this for um, for Bethany here, for our program, for the student athletes that have already graduated, for the student athletes that are on our team now, for the future of this program. Um, really, something that um, you know the administration here, the board, like everybody's put so much time, effort, um, hard work, sweat and tears through years, years getting done, and um, it's looking absolutely beautiful over there. The locker rooms, the um, the training room, the fitness area, the, um, the, the space for hangout, just, there's so much over there that is just absolutely beautiful right now. And if I was a crier, this would probably be a moment that I was crying about it for how awesome it is, but, um, really excited about this and, um, you know, looking forward to f- when we can finally get on it here. Yeah. Me. Uh, oh. Dang. Um, last call is going to go out to the BLC women's and men's track and field team. Um, just for competing in two meets over the weekend, basically just, uh, giving up their weekend to compete. Entire weekend (laughs) and and a Wednesday coming up. So three and and five days coming up. Um, so three meets in five days is is pretty big for the team. Um, shout out to them because obviously it's hard. It's hard being a coach and an athlete, um, on both ends. So shout out to us. Yeah, to you, Jacob. I mean, the coaches, <laughs> Yay! coaches, the families of of these coaches. I mean, you know, for for you and Bree, it's a little bit maybe 
easier at least you get to yeah. hang out <laughs> together yeah, like, not that you guys see each honestly, other when you're like, working I don't anyway even really see her at the meet like uh, on sunday no saturday uh, when we were at carlton i didn't see her the entire day dude and, and at gus davis it's like the throwing area is like a mile away they get the throwers like a, a good warm-up. The throwing area, throwing area. In, in, to kind of put a bow on everything, the throwing area at Gus Davis is in, in a kind of a different universe, the same as Kat and, and Jokic for, like, the different universes they are in uh, as being centers. Um, Nobody can see it, but I put my head down. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's that. He's not it's wrong, that large of a, of a gap. It's a it, it's it, a walk. It, it, it's a it's a decent analogy. <laughs> it's about it's about two it. marathons away, actually. Wow. Uh, <laughs> well, also it, one more one more shout out to the parents that came and sat and watched and cheered in no, the cold. The Any of this? The yeah. Andersons, the Hoppies, the Merwins, the Jacks. Uh, I'm missing other people. Yeah, Coleman's. Coleman's. Um, you said the Merwins, the Tobins, Tobins, the Princes. Did your parents come? Bree and I were there. <laughs> <laughs> what a no, turd. We're going to bed. We're going um, to bed. So, hey, everybody. Obviously, lots of fantastic sports stuff happening right now. Um, go enjoy some playoff hockey, playoff basketball, just regular season, lots of other things. Um, if you're a Wrexham fan, let me tell you right now, and if you're not, get a jersey. Go buy so. the TikTok jerseys. Uh, Cheer loud, cheer proud, stay safe everybody, and we'll see you next time.